Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. Happy Monday to everybody out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bauckham, and he is Nate Brennan, and uh, it is a Monday. So we got through the weekend. It uh, was a pretty good weekend, I think, all together. Went to a softball game for the first time. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I went to a, the entire home series. Yeah. Went every day. Nebraska softball pulled it out, went in two of three, hit a walk-off on Sunday. Yeah. So they are officially the two seed in the Big Ten tournament. They're going to play on Thursday. So that'll be fun. They're going to play the winner of Penn State and Indiana. And they just beat Indiana, have not played Penn State this year. Then they would go on to play the winner of Illinois and whoever they play. Is it single elimination? Yes, single elimination. So they'd play Thursday. If they win, they'd presumably play Illinois Friday, and then the championship would be on Saturday. And I'm going to assume the championship will probably be Northwestern. They're pretty good. But Michigan is also on that side, too. So the matchup as it stands would be Nebraska 2 versus the 3-seed Illinois, and then the 1-seed Northwestern against the 4-seed Michigan. Obviously, that's if the top seeds win, so anything can happen. That's why it's single elimination. Legitimately, anything can happen. But as it stands right now, that's probably the most likely scenario. So that'll that'll be fun to follow throughout the week. Baseball, um, it's really on its last leg for saving its season at this point. Yeah, they're basically done. Um, Needed a sweep against Minnesota, basically. I mean, not needed, I suppose, but at least two out of three. would have helped. Yeah, um, because Minnesota was like next to last in the Big Ten. Um, Nebraska fighting for that eight seed just to make it to Omaha. Looks pretty rough. They still have a, a few, like, two series left, six games. Um, but uh, it just feels like a matter of time at this mm-hmm. point. But, you know, it, it's Nebraska baseball. Signed new, another Juco today. They're going heavy on the Juco's for next season. Um, not every year could be a championship year. That's why those <laughs> ah. championship years are special. That All that being said, yes, they, they probably could have done a little bit more this year. Still, it's possible to get it turned around. I mean, it, it's, it's possible. Late. I doubt it. The thing that hurts the most, though, when it comes to Nebraska baseball, right, is that the tournament, the Big Ten tournament's in Omaha. Right. I mean, think about the crowd that you would have. For, even if you're the eight seed going into the Big Ten tournament, yeah, the crowd there would be electric. Well, and it's not good for future years because no. that's, I mean, that's what, you, you know, when they came to Omaha and Nebraska is in it, it's it's crazy. You know, it's, a, it's yeah. like, is this a, this is a college baseball tournament? This is All awesome. Right. And obviously you're playing at the home of the College World Series. I mean, to me, it makes sense to do it anyway, um, just because no matter where you go, you're not going to get too much of a crowd unless the local team's in it. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be kind of sad. Um, probably, I mean, very likely a, now that Nebraska's A blown opportunity. A, yeah. Really a blown opportunity. And it is sad because you literally have to be in the top eight, right? Yeah. And it's, not, it's not like we're doing a Final Four type situation. You have to be one of eight schools in the Big Ten, and you get to go to the Big Ten tournament in Omaha. That's what I was thinking, too. It's like, do they salvage their season if they make the Big Ten tournament? And you still kind of think, well, not compared to – the expectations coming in. Um, uh, I talked to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald last week about it. And he said, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to make some noise in Omaha at least. Um, but, you know, it, uh, it is what it is. It's, it's Nebraska men's sports, I suppose. Um, I saw Mike Schaefer also tweeting out that um, he hasn't thought of a worse time with the, the major three, the base, basketball, football, if you count last year's football year, basketball year, and baseball. Um, it's not just that they're – they failed to live up to expectations. It's that in each and every scenario, 
they did not provide an ounce of joy from the beginning of the season. No. I don't mean that to be rude. I mean, there's there's fun times and good storylines throughout it all. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, like, struggling right out of the gate, it was like, this is already underwhelming, and it just stayed underwhelming and continued to get get right. worse. But we'll, we'll hope for the baseball team that can get it turned around. You caught a fish today, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> no. On live TV. I did catch it, and it's funny because Hizzlebear just brings up, just wanted to say you had terrible form on that cast this morning, Nate. That is all. I'll tell you. One, that was probably the most impressive catching of a fish that anyone's ever seen. If you saw it, literally, <laughs> I, I was about to be on my – so I, I was getting in my ear. My producer goes, 30 seconds left. I'm like, okay, boom, that'll give me time to throw out the line, maybe talk about it a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. like, I stay tuned. I, th- that's usually my go-to, stay tuned. Maybe I'll have a fish on the next one. Yeah. And then, boom, out of nowhere, I mean, I feel it nibbling on it. It's, we were using a maggot, which I think is a type of bug and yeah. opposed to a worm. Kind of nasty. But – I, it did you hook it? No, I didn't. Hook it. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> catch a fish. I did. No, I did. You're lying. And then I cast it. Well, you can't just do half the job. No, but listen. And then I touched it, and then I uh, held it by its lip because I've been oh, yeah? fishing. Yeah. I've been fishing enough times to know how to hold the fish. It was pretty good. I think it was. It might have been a bluegill, or it might have been crappy. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, my casting probably no, probably was not great. Again, it's been a while since I've since well, I. And you were just preparing for a live shot. This was like a faux casting to begin with. I mean, you were you planning on having it sit in the water with that cast? <laughs> no, and that's what I had a couple people say too. And said, "Oh, how long were you leaving it in the water?" It's like you saw me. It might have been the greatest cast, but you saw oh, me yeah. throw it out into the water. Reel it in and then hold it up in front of the camera. Absolutely, so it was pretty cool. It, again, it was entirely live. None of our stuff in the mornings is pre-recorded. Like all of it's live. Yeah. So it was. It was pretty cool. Um, uh, Eric says, "Puff that chest out just a little bit more, Nate." <laughs> Did you that? throw him back? Yeah. Did you eat him? If there's supposedly, and I didn't know this. You can keep the fish at the lakes in Lincoln. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't know the, that I, I supposedly they taste great, like the bluegill and all that. Um, the sunfish. But I just feel like there wouldn't be that much meat on it. Yeah. I mean, pretty small fish. So. And he's an idiot. He bites right away. I mean, he might as well make somebody else's day. Throw him back <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just I threw him back. But he was saying I mean, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of fish in that lake. Well, now's the time to go fishing, though. Crazy. At least for me. I I like, uh, you know, I don't mind, you know, s- sipping on a couple brews and throwing it in there and oh, waiting see, all day. But I'm more of a catch-the-fish guy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm more like if you go hunting, I want to I want to kill something. I don't want to wait there and, you know. I've actually never been hunting. <laughs> I've never been really? hunting. I've been fishing a few times. I've never been serious because I've obviously, from Virginia, I have some buddies that do some serious. Oh, yeah. Like go out into the oh, ocean, yeah. catch mahi That'd be awesome. and, and salmon and stuff see, like that. See, that I might have a little more patience catch, for. That would be pretty cool, but. I mean, they say it takes 15, 20, 30 minutes to reel those fish in because they're just so massive. See, that's fun. That's awesome. It is, and it's in the pictures. The reason I would do something like that, I would go on the boat ride, drink, and then just take a picture with the fish after it's already caught. Because, I mean, (laughs) these are massive fish, and it looks so cool when you're holding it. So I think that would be my role. Yeah. I'd be there for moral support. Well, that's basically what I've never really been hunting either. I just went hunting with a buddy once, and... I was just there to watch him hunt, basically. Oh, here we go. Rubber Duck says you caught a crappy. Thank you. That's I what appreciate it like, that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, and I, I usually I can tell the difference. Um, the blue girl a little bit smaller and a little bit brighter. So that's actually pretty cool. Uh, and then the texture says, "Oh Lord, you can eat the fish that you catch." That's what I was told. Wait, I was told t- you can eat the fish. Time out. I'm on a second of a delay here. Did you just call it a crappy? Yeah. Is that not what it is? It is a crappy. Crappie? Crappie. I've never heard crappie. No, I've always I've never heard, heard crappie. It is sure not it is not crappie. 
I'm pretty sure that it is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that it is. I, I will bet you any Are you a fish money. expert? You yeah. got a whale on your shirt. I do I do like to fish a lot. It is crappie, I've not heard, crappy. I've heard crappie. Mark? Crappie? Is that right? It is crappie. I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I, just had to, I just had to say something. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nate, do you drink? You rarely mention it, so I'm just wondering. <laughs> hey, nice, nice fish, though, this morning. Hey, I appreciate that. Respect. I appreciate that. Texter, uh, drinks on me if I see you downtown. That's all I'll say about that. that. That'll be my response to that text message. Let's grab a drink sometime. Jory says Nick is right. Crappie. Okay. Crappie. Yeah. See, now we learned something new today. You, no, see, you I know I, what I kind did, of fish you caught. Hey, listen. I caught the fish. <laughs> That's all that matters. I caught the fish and I looked good on live television. But you've got it matters. You've got to hook it on there, otherwise, you know, you're you're bait. Otherwise, you didn't really catch the fish. That's you have to like go through the bad part. Look, I went through the, the whole part. process. I grabbed the fish, by <laughs> took the hook off, and then yeah, held it by it's the lip. Slimy. You can fit Nathan B. Ten Eleven. If you guys are listening, I have the picture of me with the fish, and I have the video of me catching the fish. So. You want to check it out? Be my guest. My grandma actually caught a really nice fish one time. My uncle is always making fun of her because her bait is just corn. She just finds something, you know. What? Yeah, she just really? used corn, and she got the biggest fish that day. I've used hot dog before. <laughs> you did that work? Hot dog, hot dog works, <laughs> usually just with a little sunfish, but a corn. I never would have yeah. guessed that. Like cooked corn? No, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Just out of a can? Just corn out of a can. Yeah. Hmm. I think a worm works the best, but that's uh, that's really Probably worm or I would think I, mean, I wouldn't know the best. Well, yeah. the thing is, I when I used to go fishing when I was a kid, we would use minnows. Yeah, and just swim on their own, which, that is, make which sense, always yeah. makes it the the fish are attracted to it. But supposedly at Holmes Lake, you can't use minnows. Oh, because the water that comes in the minnow bucket isn't uh, very good. It's not good for the water. Oh. Not good for the uh, you spray down your minnow. <laughs> Not good for the conservation box. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. you come with a little knowledge as see, well. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, sti- hey, you, you stick. You don't know with what the me. fish is called. No, no, I didn't no, either, no, no. You stick with me. You learn a thing or two. I'll tell you that. Catfish will eat. Any- Catfish are nasty. That is one of the reasons I stopped fishing is because they're they are gross fish. Why? They look gross. They're so slimy. I think they look kind of cool. Oh my! They gosh. are very Catfish slimy. Are the worst. And have you seen that one show? You don't like to eat them too much. What the hell is that show called? Oh my gosh! It's where they catch the huge fish, and this guy catches like a six hundred pound catfish. I'm telling you, it's the nastiest looking fish you'll ever see in your life. Uh, River monsters. River oh, yeah, that's monsters right. Yeah, yeah. And it's insane. Like, the fish, the it's like fish that literally kill people. And he caught, he catches this catfish. It's insane. It's it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> now I'm being caught. I know nothing. Look, I never. <laughs> I didn't say I have all the answers. He's not an but, expert. I said, but if you stick, he's with just me, the only one amongst us that caught a TV or a fish right. on live TV. Today. You stick with me. You learn a thing or two. That's all I'll say. I promise you that. You stick. Yeah, you guys <laughs> stick, stick with, with me. me. You stick with me. You learn a thing. or Eventually, two. Eventually, you'll learn something. Eventually, you'll catch some bluegill and some crappie. Supposedly, that's, <laughs> that's what we're calling them these days. Uh, hopefully, Nebraska football can uh, catch a break. Uh, I don't know. Catch something. I'm trying to transition there. Uh, uh, but uh, the, we've been talking about a lot of bit different odds um, that have come out recently. Uh, and uh, the Big Ten odds came out. Nebraska, um, uh, I got this from the Action uh, Network. I believe it's called the network. Uh, but Nebraska coming in fourth in the Big Ten behind three Big Ten East favorites. For what it's worth, uh, Nebraska, or excuse me, Big Ten East has never won the Big Ten title since that's it's, insane. Since it started in twenty fourteen. Um, so keep that in mind. You almost put a, take take your bet on any of the uh, on the East teams. But of course, that's usually Ohio State. Uh, they're minus two hundred as the favorite. Penn State comes in second plus seven hundred. Penn State uh, over Michigan. Does that surprise you at all? Uh, they were a top ten team last year at times, but. Uh, did not have a, a very good season overall. Michigan, we know they lose a few guys. 
Um, but uh, I thought that was a little bit surprising. Well, that kind of surprises me because Brent Pry, their defensive coordinator for Penn State, is obviously leaving, and yeah. he was a big part of that team. I mean, he's been following James Franklin since he was at Vanderbilt. So that uh, coaching goes into this usually when I think about it, so that kind of surprises me, yeah. Yeah, Nebraska above any team in the Big Ten West, uh, or tied, I guess, with Wisconsin with plus 1,400. Uh, Iowa right behind the bat, plus 1,600. Uh, Minnesota as well. Then you kind of factor in the Big Ten East gets the top three because those are the teams that you expect to win, and the rest of the Big Ten East is like, well, they're facing uphill battles. So Michigan State's at plus 2,500. Uh, Purdue at the same mark. Indiana plus 2,800. Maryland is when this very starts to jump. These teams apparently have no shot. Maryland uh, plus 8,000. Northwestern plus 10,000. Illinois, the same and then Rutgers at plus 15,000 so uh, not much there but a lot of other uh, uh, conferences to go through so we'll run through them real quick give me your favorite in the ACC if you can just I'm assuming just it's gonna right be on. Clemson yeah Clemson uh, comes in as the favorite let me guess the second would be Wake Forest Wake Forest is actually pretty down far down the list I would say, is it a coastal team or is it an Atlantic team <laughs> now you're really getting to no it. okay no, no 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 I'll say <laughs> NC State's too NC State's number three. Who's had a big offseason? Miami? Miami. Miami. Interesting. Or maybe they're just playing the people that'll bet. Miami fans seem like See, No, guys. I know. That, they're doing the <laughs> Nebraska theory, right? Yeah. You, make it, you make it high enough, people will bet on it. Yeah, they have the favorites as Clemson, then Miami, North Carolina State, Pittsburgh, of course, won last year, Louisville and Florida State, North Carolina. Um, that's about where, where it ends. For for you, I mean, Virginia Tech, I guess, is a little bit down the line. First-year head coach, yeah, not to be so, so surprised no. there. But uh, it is kind of surprising that Clemson, uh, now without Brent Venables, uh, and uh, I believe placing a quarterback as well, They just but they look like the best team in the they're ACC machine, to me by the man. end. No, yeah. They're just a machine. When you look at the recruiting, too, Outside of now Miami, I mean, Clemson just out-recruits everyone alone by sheer talent, the five-stars, because that's the thing that when it comes down to the Big Ten, for the most part, the schools, I mean, they're not on Ohio State's level, but they recruit pretty well. Clemson's in a land of their own, man. I mean, yeah. it's just what, what's their uh, actual line on that? Uh, minus 143. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're heavy favorites there. Um I'd love to see the ACC get back, but it always just kind of depends on Florida State and Miami yeah. um, to really feel like, okay, the powers are back. Yeah. Virginia Tech's got a little bit of that to them. Yeah. But like, they just haven't in a while. It's but just, when North Carolina State and Pittsburgh and Wake Forest are the best teams in the ACC, you just oh, you almost overlook it. You, yeah. It's hard to believe. Well, the thing about um, both NC State and Wake Forest, they got veteran quarterbacks. You got Sam yeah. Hartman and Devin Leary. So there's something that goes into that. I think without those guys, there'd probably be an even bigger drop-off. So that gives you a little bit. That's the thing about the ACC. I feel like they they're they're good at retaining their players. I would say, at least over the past few years. We'll see if that changes with NIL transfer portal, all that stuff. But for the most part, they're pretty good at retaining players. You surprised Pittsburgh's in there at fourth, or this uh, this is including Jordan Addison maybe? Because Pat Narduzzi, other than last year where they won the title, hasn't had an eight win season under. Uh, well, the thing my is, there, Pat Narduzzi. Kenny Pickett's been their quarterback for what nine years. <laughs> yeah, so who even knows who their quarterback's going to be? I. I well, Keaton Slovis, who Nebraska won. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Take your trip yeah. down memory lane two two what was it two three months ago? Feels like was six he years supposed ago. to come to Nebraska? He had Nebraska down to his favorite. He was kind of the the big name before once once he declined. Then Casey Thompson kind of came up, but right. I don't know if Casey Thompson was Nebraska's first pick. I I don't think that he was. Or Jake Hayner ended up going back to Fresno State. Um, you remember the LSU guy that inter- ended up transferring to Texas A and M, Max Johnson. I mean, mm-hmm. so there's a few names there. Not to say that Nebraska's not happy with what they got, but 
It's it, portal times are crazy. The quarterbacks, there's still quarterbacks landing out there uh, for starters. Gary Bohannon from Baylor just uh, transferred to USF, uh, South Florida. Um, and that's going to be interesting because, you know, this is post spring ball. It's like, oh, we went and got our yeah. starter there. If that's going to be available to teams, um, that's just crazy. But he, he was in the portal specifically because he was a starter for Baylor last year. Dave Aranda decided to name a starter basically out of spring ball to allow you know, Gary Bohannon to go and find somewhere else to play, which is pretty respectable. But I mean, if your starter goes down, you're, you don't have a backup, right? Yeah. Nearly as good a backup. Obviously. Which is the one advantage that Nebraska does have. I would say that you have two legitimate backups. I don't think you would be worried about putting either Smothers or Purdy in. Not worried. You just don't have the ceiling, obviously. But no. Yeah. But I, it's yeah, not, for a backup, it's, it's not, not bad. doomsday scenario. I feel like yeah. some of these schools that are bringing in some of these transfers, it's doomsday scenario yeah. if these guys go down. Uh, Penn State's quarterback last year. He ended up transferring, but he was tough to watch. <laughs> yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Yeah. Illinois had a plethora of bad quarterbacks, too. But how'd that work out for <laughs> That's Nebraska, right? right? Arthur Sitkowski is still the best. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Pac-12 odds. Who do you think's got the odds to win the Pac-12? That's a crapshoot. Uh, USC. Uh, second is USC. Uh, Utah. Up uh, third. Oregon. Oregon. Dan really? Lanning getting the slide already. Interesting. Yeah. I would have taken. I would have taken USC over Oregon. What are the odds for USC? Uh, it's it's a close one. Oregon's at uh, plus two fifty, and uh, USC and Utah at plus three fifty. From there, it jumps to Washington to plus. That's 1, 000, so. if you guys. I don't know if anyone ventures out towards Council Bluffs, but I think that's your value pick right there. USC at plus three fifty. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't lock it in, but Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. Yeah, I mean that's that's your best coach. Quarterback They're four and eight last conference. year, but that's a bit misguiding too. Because when you lose early in the season and you replace your head coach right away, didn't they replace him in week three or? It was four either week two. I mean, they lost. It was one early. Or, yeah, first or second week, and so I mean, I that's why I felt bad for the Nebraska team a few years ago when Mike Riley, like the right. writing was on the wall. Right. It was like before they hit conference play, the administration gave up on him and. You know, it is what it is. I mean, for good reason, I suppose, because of the losses that piled up. It was obvious that Mike Riley wasn't the guy, and Scott Frost was, was you know, moving upward in mm. the coaching community and ultimately won the coach of the year that year. So, I mean, right. it all worked out uh, as far as getting the guy they wanted. Um, but it is I – just, I just don't think that that's necessarily fair to the kids. Like, if you're going to let go of a guy if he loses in the first two weeks – I'd at least give him a look. I know, I know how fast it works and why you have to move on to the next guy and all that. They ended up with Lincoln Riley. I mean, so, it worked out. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I feel bad. I just for the feel kids bad too. for the kids. You know, yeah. no, you don't. Do you too. don't. You're, there's like we're cutting off. No chance of redemption store. We're not even interested. Go on the rest of the season, no. and then you complain about USC's attendance. Who's going to attend those games? <laughs> you know, what do you care for? I mean, they they weren't any good. Your coach is fired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, they're, they're going to have quite a bit of fans this year, I'll tell you that. I like that. That's my – out of everything that you've said so far, Bach, that's my value pick. I think your lock is Clemson to win the ACC. I think that's a lock, but plus one, or minus 143, I don't think there's much value in that. Yeah. USC plus 350. I like that a lot. How about Oregon landing Bo Nix? Did you forget about that? I remember Bo Nix going there. Bo Nix could do Who would you rather have, Casey though? Rogers? Bo Nix or Caleb Williams? <laughs> Bo Nix and Casey Rogers? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I, 
Trust me, I don't. I think Nebraska fans would be very okay with Casey Rogers returning and having Bo Nix, but I'll, I'll I'll take my chances with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. Don't uh, don't overlook Michael Penix Jr. over there at Washington. <laughs> That's my boy, <laughs> the lefty oh, Cam yeah. Rising at uh, Utah. There's some fun quarterbacks there. Yeah, uh, in that division, or excuse me, in that conference, the um, things are just falling apart in Arizona State. I don't know. I it's, didn't want to bring it up. Jaden Daniels. Uh, left the program, so they're not g- going on the right way. They have like five scholarship wide receivers now, and then they've just had a DUI. They ended up with a death uh, from one of their players driving. So um, t- I don't know. Arizona State looks looks like it's in bad shape. Yeah. Uh, in the SEC, you think the defending champs are the favorites, or do you go with the dynasty Alabama or Texas A&M? Ooh, I'm not going to go Texas A&M. Uh, I think Vegas is smart. And I think Vegas knows I'm going to go with Alabama. Yeah, go ahead and go with Alabama. Yeah, They're usually, I mean, Alabama. if they did like the betting favorites to be the number one seed, it still amazes me. If I have that that graphic pulled up, I can grab it. Uh, yeah, since 2014, when uh, college football playoffs started, Alabama has been the number one seed five out of eight years. The number one seed. In the playoff? Yeah. <laughs> wow. They're not sneaking in. No. There are years when they when they have or you make and they fun missed of them. It, they miss it what? Once? They miss it once. Once? Once. That's insane. Now, that's a dynasty. Yeah. That's that's a well-oiled machine. Yeah, I think, well, what's the line on that? Is Georgia close? Plus 150. Uh, Georgia's at plus 250. The next uh, highest one is Texas A&M at 1,200. And then LSU? Uh, then Tennessee at 3,300. I mean, this thing drops. Alabama and Georgia. Which is what I've been telling you, Bach. That's the SEC in a (laughs) nutshell. Right there. They have to beat either Alabama or Georgia to win the SEC. That's the problem. Don't give me that. Do you realize how much Vegas is gambling on Tennessee at plus 3,300? That means essentially there's no chance that Tennessee wins. Not a shot. You bet $100, you win over three grand. Not a bad bet. It, they could sneak yeah, into the SEC title game in one guy scenario. No, yeah. listen, I'm, I'm all for those kind of bets. But I would not put my money on it, and Vegas knows that because it's going to be Alabama or Georgia, just like every other season. Georgia's not at that level, I don't think. They're the defending champs, but they lost so much from last year's team. Do they keep Stetson Bennett? <laughs> they do keep Stetson Bennett. Nice. Because JT Daniels has moved on, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, JT Daniels left. Stetson Bennett chased him out of town. <laughs> good for, hey, good for Stetson Bennett, honestly. He actually had a good year. I know. No, he, he did. It's not like he was uh, overwhelming or anything, but he had like 38 touchdowns, and I don't know what it was, but a really nice year. But um, again, when it comes down to it, it's pretty hard to bet against the defending Heisman, Bryce Young, and Nick Saban. Yeah. When in doubt, I think it's and pretty. Will Anderson over yeah, there. I, I think God. it's pretty fair to say, hey, maybe this team is going to be pretty good. Is Bill O'Brien still there? <laughs> I think he is. Is I think he? He's made it. Nice. Good uh, for Bill I was O'Brien. surprised. He was like he was expected to be out by now, but wasn't he? He doesn't he want to go back to the NFL? I hope not. I still. <laughs> what am, do you mean? I love Bill not. O'Brien as a as a college head coach. Because at Penn State, when he, was at, he, he took over the, like the most difficult job ever. They won the Big Ten, didn't they? When they didn't win Penn the State? Big Ten. Franklin won the Big they Ten, won a but big, they were pretty darn good for like they were, two years. They won a there. big bowl game, I remember, because yeah. I remember seeing an interview with Bill O'Brien because Barstool loves to tweet about Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I'm a big Bill O'Brien guy myself. <laughs> of course uh, you are. <laughs> you like Jeff Fisher, too? I do like Jeff Fisher. I know. I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> let's take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cooler. We'll, we'll be back, uh, and let's talk a little bit about what Mike Leach had to say. He said the Kentucky Derby was a good example of why the college football playoffs should be expanded. Is Mike Leakes crazy? Well, he is, but we'll talk about if he's crazy with this talk. Coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler.